action. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy Election Day to you. Well, to everyone except the guy that stayed parked at the red light for five solid minutes when he could have turned right on red. And I'm stuck behind him. Because of you, I hit every red light along the way. You ever you ever felt that way? You ever felt that it was someone else's fault that you were running behind? Not your own fault for leaving late, no. It's every moron on the road. That's holding you up because you were running late. Anyway, that person is a is a dope for sitting there at that red light. Nobody was coming the other way. You could clearly see. Anyway, so yes, today is election day here in New Bedford and in many other communities as well. And of course, we will have coverage for you later on this evening. We won't have live coverage in the studio, uh, but we will have coverage for you on WBSM.com. And on the app, we will have the uh, results up as soon as we can get them to you this evening. And I think that, you know, for all of the talk that we've had about the turnout, I've, I've, I've got a good feeling that it'll be, it won't be great, but it'll be decent. I think there are enough people who are engaged in this election for a variety of reasons. And by decent, I mean, like, I'd be happy with. 20%. That would be pretty... And Arthur Hirsch has an article at uh, newbedfordlight.org where he goes back and he looks historically at some of the voter turnout. And that preliminary election, that 6.1% in the preliminary election, as Arthur points out, is the lowest on record for the city of New Bedford. Those records going back to 1979. So I'm sure there might have been some lower turnout elections somewhere along the way, you know, during world wars and things like that. But at least on record, 6.1% is the lowest turnout. So it can only go up from here, I would hope. But if it if it doesn't, then I don't know how what do you what do you chalk that up to? Certainly there's been enough of a campaign here to get people to vote, but I will reiterate that here on WBSM, you are talking to people who are engaged. The hope is that you all went and told family members and spread the word and told them, hey, tune in to WBSM to hear some of these candidates or go back and listen to the podcasts. And if that means you've got to go and pick them up and drive them to the polls to get them to vote, so be it. Do it. <laughs> You're going anyway. Bring somebody with you. I saw uh, Gelmi Santiago had a video yesterday where she said she's going to be picking up some people and bringing them to the polls. And if anybody else needs a ride, just remember, because a candidate gives you a ride to the polls, you, you, you don't have to vote for them. 
you should you should offer to give them gas money, but you didn't have to actually vote for them. But I think we're going to do better than 6%. Do I, do I think my 20% is probably a little lofty? Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think positively. And if you are unsure, if you are going to vote today and you are unsure of where to vote, it gets confusing if you go to the city's election website and you try to look at your ward map and figure out what ward you're in. And then you have to figure out which precinct within your ward. It gets confusing trying to do it that way. What you want to do instead is you want to go to the Secretary of State's website. So all you have to do is type in, where do I vote MA? And in fact, I think it's where do I vote MA.com. Give me one second. I think they made the web page. But if you just type in where do I vote MA, yes, exactly. Where do I vote MA.com will take you to the Secretary of State's election division page. And all you have to do is type in your street number, your street name, your street suffix. So, you know, road, street, whatever. And then your city or town and your zip code. If you type in all of that information, it'll tell you exactly where to go to vote. It'll tell you what precinct and what ward. It'll tell you the ward, the precinct, and the address of where you go to vote. Because some of these locations might have two polling locations within one place. So you walk in and you say, I'm, you know, 2B or 2A. I just use that as an example because I know Ward 2 has two precincts in the Alma Del Mar school. So you can go in and have that knowledge already, know which way to go, just give them your name. Once you get there, they'll give you the ballot, you vote, you leave. It's that quick. If you don't have access to wheredoivotema.com and you want to call in or send an app chat message or anything like that, I will, I'll look it up for you to make sure that you can get out there and vote. Now, the problem is, is you probably don't want to give away your address on the air, but... I will try to help you as best I can. And if you're still not sure, just call the election office. 508-979-1420. Now, it might be a little busy or it might take a little while for somebody to answer the phone today, but they will be happy to tell you where to go to vote. The other option is you could just get in your car and drive to a local school or any place where people would gather and see if they have a sign out there that says vote here today. Speaking of which, for those of you who I know there were some people that were concerned about this yesterday, uh, they saw, I know at least in one location, they saw a vote here today sign outside of a building yesterday. The Vibra Hospital in the North End had a sign outside yesterday that says vote here today. And from my understanding, Chris McCarthy will talk more about this later because he was hearing more directly from people that were confused by this. But Chris told me that there were a number of phone calls that he fielded from people that were a little bit confused saying, I thought early voting was over. Technically yesterday, you could still vote by in-person absentee ballot 
uh, at City Hall until noon. That's state law. And that goes for any election. The day before the election, you have until noon to go into the election office at City Hall and, and cast an absentee ballot. But people were confused about what that meant. Vote here today. Could they go in? Then they would go and there would be nobody there. So uh, we reached out to Manny DeBrito, the election commissioner, to find out you know, exactly kind of what that might have been all about. And let me give you his exact response. Give me one second. He says, the moving company that delivers the supplies for election day mistakenly put them out Monday and not this morning like they were directed to. We are in the process of retrieving it. Election is tomorrow. This was written yesterday afternoon. And the only voting today was absentee in my office until noon per state law. So this was the moving company putting those signs out ahead of time. I'm a, I'm a little bit confused about why the moving company puts those signs out. I would just assume that it's the poll workers that when they show up today, probably get there right about now. Good morning, poll workers. Thank you for all you do. That someone there, the precinct captain is, I know they call them in some places. I don't know if they call them that in New Bedford, but the precinct captain would be in charge of taking that sign that's probably inside the building and taking it outside and putting it out there for people's attention. But I guess the moving company was doing it and they did it ahead of time. So that if you are confused, that's all that it was. You still will be voting in the same location today. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in about the election. And I think at this point, if you've been listening to WBSM, you've heard just about every candidate. I was trying to go over it in my mind and think which candidates we haven't heard. And we've heard from just about everybody. I don't know that I heard Joyce Rowley on, who's a candidate at large, uh, counselor at large candidate. But everybody else has taken advantage of the opportunity to come on. Uh, you heard Tyson Moultrie yesterday call into this program. If you missed it, it's in the 8 o'clock hour podcast. Right before we began our discussion with Jack Spillane. And I, th I think... Those who listen and those who have been paying attention here are as well prepared for this election as they have been for any local election in recent memory. So if you are a WBSM listener who lives in the city of New Bedford, you can't say that you are not armed with enough information to make an informed decision. If you still have questions, if you still have concerns, if there's still some things you want to know, you can call in. We'll try to figure it out as best we can. Also, too, in Fall River, good morning, Fall River, they also have an election today, including deciding on who their next mayor will be. And it's a much more contested race than it appears to be here in New Bedford. And I know Tyson Moultrie took exception with that yesterday, as he should. He should believe in his candidacy. But I think most... Uh, most folks are looking at Mayor Mitchell getting reelected here. In Fall River, it's not a foregone conclusion that Paul Coogan is reelected. It's going to be a very close battle out there. 
Sam Sutter, former mayor and former district attorney, has a lot of support. And he has, you know, unlike the New Bedford election where there hasn't been a lot of back and forth between the candidates. You know, Tyson Moultrie has, at least in the the comments that I've seen published, and maybe those of you who attended some of the candidate forums would know if this was any different, but he seemed respectful enough to Mayor Mitchell. I mean, he called him out for not showing up to some of the, the candidate nights, which the mayor explained for different reasons. But I, I think that they've generally been respectful of one another's candidacy. I don't know that it hasn't been a little bit more intriguing over in Fall River. So that'll be an interesting race to keep an eye on. Plus, of course, they've got their city council races too and other things in the city. And we will keep an eye on Fall River tonight and try and get you that information too. But I, th- I think here in New Bedford, the most intrigue is probably around the at-large council race. There are a few incumbent counselors who people feel might be on the ropes based on the preliminary election results. Again, though, that was 6% of the registered voters. And, and Arthur Hirsch actually pointed out something in his article on voter turnout that I thought was pretty interesting. Where we've been saying, and I've been saying, that maybe it's time to, to call the voter list that 63,000 or whatever it is registered voters, or 66,000 rather, sounds high for a population of 103,000. But Arthur pointed out that the most recent census data of 2020 shows that there are 77,000 eligible voters. So not registered voters, but 77,000 people who would be eligible to vote. So the actual number of people who are of voting age in New Bedford is more than that 66,000. So maybe that is pretty accurate. I mean, I was just trying to give the city the benefit of the doubt here, but if if that's true and there's only 6% of 66,000 coming out. Where are you? And what are you doing today? Now, it's raining this morning. That's going to impact people. Some people just get up and they look outside and they say, oh, it's raining. I'm not going to go vote today. Especially those who have to walk to the polls. Those who might have to walk a distance to get to the polls. But I think... This is all supposed to kind of clear up a little bit later on. So just make a plan to leave a little bit later. I promise you, you're not going to wait in line. You don't have to go early because you're worried that there's going to be a big line later. This is not the 2000 presidential election where I waited over an hour to get into the Wareham Library to cast a vote. You will, if you have to wait, it'll be that there's two or three people ahead of you just getting themselves checked in. That'll be the only wait. Maybe if you go at the busiest time of the day, whenever that may be, lunchtime or after work, maybe you got to wait a minute or two for a, a, a voting booth to clear out for you to be able to walk in. That might be the most that you have to wait. It won't, once a person gets in, 
to the to the voting booth. I use that term loosely. It's just a table with a curtain. But once they get in there, it's not going to take them long to fill out the ballot. You have your ward counselor. You have your counselor at large. You have mayor. You have school committee. You have assessor. The school committee, no opposition to the three incumbents that are running for re-election. Assessor, no opposition for the one assessor that's running for re-election. Only two names for mayor. If you live in Ward 2, 3, 4, or 6, there's only one name to vote for for your ward counselor. Unless you want to write somebody in. Then in Ward 1 and 5, you're just choosing between those two names. Unless you want to write somebody in. Filling out that ballot should take you, especially if you've been paying attention and you know who you want to vote for, less than two minutes. Don't rush. Make sure you fill out the oval completely. No stray marks. No outside lines. And then you just have to go over and hand it to the person and or tell the person you want to put it in the machine and you'll put it in the machine. You'll be on your way. The whole process will probably take you less than 10 minutes. So hopefully you're planning to get out there and do it. If you're not sure where to go, again, where do I vote ma.com or if you need help, I can help you. But we want to make sure that you get out there and that you vote today. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in just a few moments. And say, listen, later on this morning, we're going to be giving away tickets to LL Cool J and the Force Live show. Uh, we had our first winner yesterday. And if you want to enter to win, you can go to WBSM.com or the app and enter to win. And actually, RJ in New Bedford says WBSM does a massive contest and picks three winners if voter turnout is above 40%. Well, I can tell you this much. First of all, I've already got another contest planned for next week. After we give away all the LL Cool J tickets this week. Uh, so we will have a contest next week to a comedy show that you can try to win tickets to. So that'll be all the hints I give for now. Uh, but you know what? If voter turnout is over 40%, tell you what I'll do. I'll And I think I can do this. Don't hold me to it 100% because I'd have to count up and see what we have. But I'll put together, what's he say, three winners? I'll put together three five packs of seize the deal certificates. I will take three seize the deal certificates. And we're talking, these are like $50, you know, certificates. Most of these 25 to $50. I'll put five together in three packages and I will pick three winners. If new Bedford voter turnout is above 40%. So that's, that's what I would try to do. I'm pretty sure I can do it. I should really talk to Michael rock and, Mark about that first before I make that promise. But yes, if, 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 it, if it gets above 40%, I think we can do that. I say this knowing that there's no way, no way it's going to be above 40%. 
But uh, I like your thinking, RJ. All right, well, it's time now to go into the newsroom with Ariel. And on the other side of that, we can take your calls, 508-996-0500. Voters in key parts of the country will head to the polls today. Kentucky's Democratic Governor Andy Beshear is running to win a second term against Republican challenger Daniel Cameron, who currently serves as a state's attorney general and has been endorsed by Donald Trump. In Mississippi, Republican Governor Tate Reeves is seeking re-election. He's facing challenger Brandon Presley, who's vying to be the state's first Democratic governor in two decades. Senators from Maine want answers from the Army on the reservists who killed 18 people in Lewiston last month. Senators Susan Collins and Angus King sent a letter to the U.S. Army Inspector General asking about concerns Army personnel raised about Robert Card's mental health and actions taken in response. They want to know if the Army followed proper procedures and if there was anything that should or could have done to prevent the shooting. Senate Senate Republicans are unveiling a list of immigration reforms they want attached to any foreign aid package for Ukraine. The proposal from Senators Lindsey Graham, Tom Cotton, and James Langford includes the construction of the border wall, more pay for border patrol agents, and changes to the nation's asylum laws, which include raising the standards for asylum requests for migrants who claim credible fear of persecution. Thousands of people gathered in New York last night for what was dubbed United for Israel. The event marked 30 days since the attack of on October 7th to recall lives lost and to renew the plea to get those held hostage back from the Palestinian militant group Hamas. Concerned parents, mental health professionals, and in some instances, even kids are concerned about the mental health effects of social media addiction. There are hundreds of lawsuits across the U.S. all asking social media companies to change how their products work. One California case may be pivotal. It accuses platforms like TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook of using algorithms that hook kids and cause mental health problems, including suicidal thoughts. Office sharing company WeWork has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Valued in 2019 at $47 billion, the company reported liabilities ranging from $10 billion to $50 billion. In sports, the Celtics suffered their first loss of the season. Boston was topped 114-109 to by the Minnesota Timberwolves in overtime at Target Center. Jason Tatum led the team in scoring with 32 points and 5 steals. Jalen Brown chipped in with 26 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists. Drew Holiday recorded a double-double with 12 points and 11 rebounds. The Celtics will visit the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow night at Wells Fargo Center. The Patriots are preparing for their trip to Germany. Head coach Bill Belichick said Monday that the team will leave after Thursday's practice and arrive Friday morning. This week's trip will mark the fourth international game in franchise history. New England is last in the AFC East at 2-7 and seven and will face the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday in Frankfurt. And the Bruins are back in the win column after holding on for a 3-2 victory over the Stars in Dallas. Johnny Beecher and Mason Lowry each found the back of the net in the first period for the first career goal in the NHL. Dallas managed to get within one until Brad Marchand put the Bruins back up by two with a power play goal. On Thursday night, they will host the New York Islanders at TD Garden. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6.
Good to be with you, everybody, on this Monday morning. We're starting out with uh, overcast skies, and so will be the case throughout the rest of the day. 30s inland and temperatures along the immediate coast around 50. Mostly cloudy skies will prevail this afternoon. Temperatures around the lower 50s with a light northerly to southeasterly wind. Overnight, rain chances increase as we head into tomorrow first thing. We may see some sunshine tomorrow afternoon. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast from the ABC. C6 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. happen to the talk box we need more talk box and in, in music uh 50 well i guess now we can just we have robots that just do it for us 508-996-0500 jeff in fall river says via app chat good morning tim everyone should get out and vote local elections directly affect each and every one of us super important and yes i can't stress that enough for people who say you know ah, well, what's the point of voting nothing changes it doesn't make any difference everything's the same well on the local level that is certainly not true. On the local level, it does make a difference. Look at the Ward 1 election last time around. It was a very thin margin in which Brad Markey defeated Leo Chiquette last time around, and it looks like it's shaping up to be another close race this time around. So if you live in Ward 1, every vote counts. I mean, every vote counts anyway in a city election, for sure. But... Certainly in some of these close races, it, it will, I, I won't say it will count even more, but it will make a significant impact. You know, if you live in a, in a, in a ward where a counselor is running unopposed, you say, well, what's the point if my counselor doesn't have any competition, but you still can vote for mayor, you can still vote for counselor at large, there's no competition on the school committee or the assessor. But coming out to vote for that person, casting that ballot for that person still matters. Because if, and I'll just, I'll pick Ryan Pereira because I know he won't get upset if I use him as an example in this situation. But if Ryan Pereira, who has no opponent, looks at the election results and sees that out of all the ballots that are cast in Ward 6, he only gets 10% of the vote, he's going to say to himself, well, what am I doing wrong here that people are upset about? And he would want to find out and talk to people and make a change. Or if he looks and he gets 99% of the vote, he'll say, well, good. The people like the job that I'm doing. So it's not just that somebody didn't want to run against me because 
of a variety of different reasons. Maybe somebody didn't want to run against me because people are generally happy with what I'm doing and I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. So that's what that vote will will mean to a counselor. So it's still worth making sure you fill in that bubble if you support them or leaving it blank if you don't or filling in somebody else's name if you don't. Plus, you will be voting in those other races. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Morning. How you doing? Uh, I did some digging yesterday. Actually, I, I found it quite interesting, um, the whole uh, debacle with uh, Tyson Moultrie. Mm-hmm. I did some digging. I finally found that article. I think you posted it with the little podcast notes at the bottom where you play each individual half hour of Chris McCarthy's show. Well, each each segment of his that hour that he called in. Well, actually, that he came in. Uh, came yeah, that's 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 back when we had to upload the audio ourselves before we had the nice yeah, podcast feature. And not super old, but you know, I could tell the technology wasn't there yet for the podcast. But um, I found it after you mentioned it yesterday. You're like, oh, it's out there somewhere. You can go listen to it. I was like, I'm going to find it. I'm going to listen to it. But the guy shot himself in the foot. I mean, completely. You know, and um, I, I feel like he underestimated the power of WBSM. I mean, you know, how many people actually listen. Just because there's a certain few of us that call in doesn't mean that there's not thousands of people listening in New Bedford. The, the general rule of thumb in, in radio is you assume that the callers are about 1% of your listening yeah. audience, if, if that. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, you know it's, it's, I, don't, I think he, he underestimated that. And oh, I don't need WBSM. Well, guess what? You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy that you heard his name during this election season maybe a handful of times. Not in a good way either. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like been like a, you know, but you've heard John Mitchell, you know, Mayor John Mitchell's name, you know, every single week when he comes on on Wednesdays. But it's uh, another thing I found kind of crazy was, you know, on the heels of an election, um, Mayor Mitchell's uh, comments, you know, comments about the police union with the vote that I found kind of crazy. You know what I mean? That he would just kind of dismiss it like that. Um, especially like I said, right on the heels of an election. I mean, that's kind of, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I'd be like, I'd be like, I kind of, you know, I kind of tread water a little lightly on that one, you know, especially, especially since election day was last week or, or this week, you know what I mean? And it was brought up last week, but. Well, I mean, uh, that's, that, that's, I mean, that's, Timing on the part of the police union to do oh, it yeah. at that time. I know, I, I know, I know. Um, but it, you know, I'm kind of interested. I really am. I'm, I'm invested. I'm not even a New Bedford resident. I'm invested in this election. I want to see how many people actually, you know, because I look, went back and listened yesterday and the podcast because I didn't listen to the third hour. I was busy, but contrary to popular belief, um, I saw. I, I I actually listened to Tyson Moultrie when he called in um, this morning yesterday you know what i mean so i listened to the podcast this morning but anyways um kind of curious to see how many votes you can actually pull together this year you know what i mean um now is there going to be election coverage tonight or is it is it kind of just no not 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 tonight um i i should have asked him ahead of time but uh i checked with chris yesterday and because of his appointments that he has tonight is not a night that he can come in right um all right. Well, I'll be listening either way. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of curious to see how the how the numbers are going to turn out. But. Well, we'll we'll definitely have coverage uh, online uh, all night long and uh, on the app. So as soon as we have the story done and we have the results, we will get them out to you. 
Yeah, there you go. All right, Tim. All right, you have a good day. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. I swear to God. I swear to God, Tim. Me and, me and John do not coordinate our calls together. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> hey, um, talking about, like, local elections, and you mentioned the assessor, which got me thinking. Uh, that has a direct effect, specifically the assessor. And I don't... I. It's barely ever contested, and I, when it's uncontested, I don't even vote. I don't even vote for them. Uh, but I, I leave it blank. But the assessor has a direct effect on your property tax. And not only if you're a property owner, if you're a renter, because if, if property taxes go up on the landlord, your rent's also going to go up. So the fact that, you know, Local elections have a direct effect on your month-to-month bills. Couldn't be more true in that specific uh, election itself. On top of your, your obviously your your wards and your and your at-larges and and obviously everybody focuses on the mayor, but your your most important elections are your councilors because they're the ones who invest your tax dollars, right? You send $4,000 a year, say, for a, for a number, of your money that you earn at work or from your Social Security. You send that to City Hall, and they are charged with investing that money into the city. And if you feel that your money is not being invested properly and you didn't vote, you're at fault. The biggest impact on on your day-to-day life, month-to-month bills is the assessor and your city councilor because, and and I consistently hear, you know, oh, he's a property owner. Everybody's technically is affected by property tax, whether you're directly affected as a business owner or a property owner, or you're indirectly affected by being a renter. You know, the the importance of a local election and getting out and vote is, is, so important and the older i got the more i realized it, it it you know and then becoming a property owner myself the more i realized it you know everybody likes to focus on the big names the mayor everybody focuses on the governor everybody focuses on on the president nobody really focuses on their congress or the state rep or the city councilor but they're the ones who who actually take your money and invest it the way uh they feel they can get the best investment and if it's counter to what you'd believe, you need to vote them out and vote for their opponent or run yourself. You know, I, 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 I the, can't believe I mean, the, how, the, how low of an impact uh, or how much of an impact they have on, on your direct vote. The, uh, the thing about that, though, is that you have um, a very specific person that is qualified to run for that office. So you need to have people that are that fit those criteria, that fit those credentials, that want right. to seek out that job. You know, for the most part, you need you know CPAs and and people that have that kind of a background. Well, I mean, yeah, that that definitely helps. But I mean, if if you just feel that you're you want more money going into the school system or you want more money going to the police, you need to elect people that say that that's what they're going to do with your tax dollars, right? Yeah, they. they you send four thousand uh, dollars a year to to the to the city hall, and it's up to the city councilors to divide that money up 
and ensure that that money is, is invested the way you want it to be invested. You know, that's, you know, I, I said, actually, I sent an app chat earlier uh, to you guys. I don't know if you uh, read it yet, but you know how you get uh, voter participation up? If WBSM had a contest and all these people that were, were buying ads uh, to, you know, increase voter participation and asking, you know, to increase voter participation. If you actually made three $1,000 prizes, so top three people in a raffle, in a lottery, top three people get $1,000 each if voter participation is above 40%. But, but here's, the pro- here's the problem. The people that are listening to this station are already engaged. They're already the ones yeah, that are going out and voting. Correct. But if they actually want to see that voter, they're going to bring their aunts, their uncles, their grandmother, their, their kid. They're going to, hey, let's, let's get voter participation up because I put in for this lottery to win $1,000. So every, this whole house is going to vote rather than just, you know, grandma. But Vaughn's going to vote and all the kids are staying home. No, everybody's going to go vote because they want that $1,000. I, I also don't know if that's legal. I don't, think, I don't think you can. I don't think you can entice people to vote with financial promises, but I, I do. I did say. I don't well, know if people, you. I don't know if you caught it. I did say. You know, if right. it goes over forty percent, I'll put together three packages of uh, of Caesar the deal certificates, and we can we can raffle those off. We can. Uh, you know, uh, you, you say financial benefits are you know won't it, won't increase voter participation, or you don't know if it's legal. People run for office for financial benefits. So that is you true. should be yeah. able to actually use voter participation <laughs> that way. I'll hold you there just because i got to take All the right, break. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good day. And uh, that's that's absolutely true. That's what, what a lot of people run for. But, you know, not on the municipal level. Uh, when we're talking about today, we're talking about people who legitimately want to serve their communities, who legitimately want to help their communities, guide them into the future. And uh, And I think no matter who you're voting for, you know, that's at the very crux of, of what it is that they want to do. You might not you might not agree with the way that they want to do it or the thoughts and, and the plans that they have, but I think, you know, I, I can't think of anybody that's running here in this in this race, at least in New Bedford, where I look at it and say, oh, that person just has their own personal agenda here. I think for the most part, everybody wants to do it because even people like, you know, Devin Burns, who's motivated by some of the things that he's seen happen to the business community, He's motivated to, to run to help with the business community, but he still sees the bigger picture. So I think that you've got um, you've got a, a slate of candidates here in New Bedford that that do care and that just aren't looking for, you know, whatever the prestige or the power is that comes with the position. They actually want to do something to help. I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Um. And if you are going out to vote in just about seven minutes, just another Phoenix is going to open up for breakfast. So why not treat yourself since you're already out and you're going to get out there and vote early? Go on over and have yourself some nice breakfast. It's located right on Fawns Corner Road in North Dartmouth. And what I would suggest, too, is, you know, really treat yourself. Go for, some, go for something you wouldn't normally get. You know, bacon and eggs, you can have that at home. Sausage and eggs, you probably made that the other day. Get yourself something different, something unique, something off their specials menu, something that is something you would not normally order because you deserve it. You got up early. You went out and did your civic duty. Now go have yourself something really special for breakfast. And if you are a senior, 
Today is Tuesday. You're going to get free coffee with your breakfast. So there's another reason to entice you to go on in and stop by. And even if you say to yourself, well, hey, listen, I made time to get out and vote. I don't have all the time in the world to go sit down and have breakfast, too. Well, you don't have to worry about that. You can go right through their drive through window, and you can get their full menu. They've got a nice big menu board right there for you so you can decide what you want to get. Pancakes, French toast, omelets, all available through their drive through window. So you don't even need to spend the time to go inside if you don't have that kind of time. But you know what? Take a few minutes if you can. You deserve it. You got up. You did your civic duty. You voted. Now go have yourself a delicious breakfast at Just Another Phoenix on Fonz Corner Road in North Dartmouth. Okay, in about 45 seconds, the polls will be open in New Bedford. You can get out there and start voting. And I want to hear from you after you do. Call in. Let us know. You can tell us who you voted for if you'd like. Uh, let us know what the scene is like down there at your polling location. And uh, let us know what number voted.